The following podcast is by Mr. Jim Taylor, elder law and special needs attorney, helping and protecting those who need long-term care. And welcome everyone to Answers for Elders Radio. And we're here, obviously, with a very special guest. And one of the things that I am so excited about this guest is, is because so many of our families are trying to figure out, especially at the end of a pandemic, of seeing our parents maybe decline, not really knowing how to intercede or how to help. And we talk a lot about the healthcare side, but one of the things that we know is that elder care is interconnected. There's financial concerns, there's healthcare concerns, there's all different types of decisions that have to be made. And one of the biggest decisions when you're taking care of a loved one is the legal side. There's all kinds of dynamics in preparing for that. And so that's why I'm really, really excited to have this guest with us, Mr. Jim Kaler, who is an elder law attorney. And Jim is from just right outside of Cleveland, Ohio. And Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Suzanne. Glad to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here too. And before we're going to get into a lot of topics together and um, understanding, you know, what you do and how you do it. And before we get into all these topics, tell us really a little bit about who, who is Jim Kaler? Okay. Jim Kaler is a reformed environmental attorney. I used to help uh, companies, many of them small deal with uh, clean air, clean water, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked that they were better world, better citizens of the community when I was done. And then after a time, I kind of lost interest in that because the government lost interest in enforcing those laws. Right. So uh, about that same time, my uh, my law firm and I had a big falling out over a development that was going to come into my area, and they wanted to represent the developer. Uh, it was going to be right on my street. No, we got a problem. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, my law firm and I broke apart, and also at about that time, kind of a perfect storm thing, my wife's grandfather, who had Alzheimer's, forgot that that walker next to his chair was for him. He had this hip thing going on in addition to the Alzheimer's. We never did figure out the hip thing, but he was not stable on his feet. So he tried mm-hmm. to get up without the walker, crumpled to the floor, and his wife couldn't keep him home anymore. We called him Papa. She was Nana. So uh, when when Nana had to put Papa into a nursing home because she could not carry him into the shower, etc., um, an elder law attorney helped them. This is over in Bourbon, Ohio, outside Youngstown, uh, where wow. Bernie Kosar is from, for all you football fans. Ah. Uh, and um, the elder law attorney, uh, he, he's not even practicing anymore. But the relief that I saw them feel, mm-hmm. knowing that Nana wasn't going to be broke, knowing that they had some help, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to bring that to people. You know, Jim, it's so important because I sometimes think families think I can figure it out on my own. Um, and they kind of they they kind of think that legal help is just like too expensive. There's this idea in people's head that I don't need a lawyer. I don't need an attorney. And yet I will tell you, your elder law attorney can be your greatest asset um, in helping to navigate senior care. And, And to the point where, you know, I've seen right now, um, so many seniors right now coming out of the pandemic, they're going you know, the, the money that they should have had to private pay for themselves, 
during the time of the pandemic, they've ended up spending, still being at home in their homes and their home, you know, repairs have gone, you know, sideways and all these things and uh, proper money management may not be very effective at this point. And so I look at, you know, basically thinking to myself, you know, how is somebody going to be helped at this point? And it's a huge, overwhelming situation. Is it? I mean, are you seeing that a lot right now? Um, I'm not really seeing it much different right now than it was before. Okay. So it's uh, still the same. In- yeah, it, it's, it's pretty <clears throat> much the same. Uh, it is easier to stay on Medicaid now than it was before. And it's a little easier to get on Medicaid because they've had to uh, take people's word for things that mm-hmm. I, I'm a citizen, et cetera. Um, that's going to come to an end. But financial eligibility, that hasn't changed. Okay, okay. And the, the lack of ability to pay for long-term care, private pay, is, mm-hmm. has not changed. In fact, mm-hmm. I think that's going to get, has gotten a little worse and it's going to get a lot worse. Because yeah. the pandemic, no one demanded to move into a nursing home or assisted yeah. living because they were afraid they were moving right into the teeth of pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people stayed home when they otherwise might not have stayed home. Sure. So nursing homes and assisted livings were, had more vacancies than they are used to. Um, so they're hurting. So mm-hmm. they're going to be looking to recoup that money back to stay right. in Right. So you got into elder law basically off of a personal story, clearly. Yes. Um, how long have you been practicing? Since 2007. Wow. Uh, pra- practicing elder law since 2007. Yes, elder law. Practicing attorney since 1987. Okay. Okay. So you were, you were really in a whole other field for a long time um, before yeah. you... You would think that it was very different, but they're both run by bureaucrats. They both yeah. have a set of rules that uh, is mostly made by government agencies rather than by legislatures. And very little of it is made by court. So there is some similarities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got an undergraduate degree in chemistry. So I said that helped me te- speak geek and that helped me with uh, environmental <laughs> law. Perfect. And then environmental law taught me to speak bureaucrat and that now helps me in elder law. Right, right. And so, you know, to define elder law, we're going to do a whole segment on that um, coming up in this in this time period. But I really want to talk about specifically what, you know, what was the driving force that got you into it besides your own personal story? Um. Well, I was looking for something to do because of the break with my law firm and uh-huh. and my, I guess, pseudo breakup, you'd call it with environmental law. It just wasn't interesting <clears throat> anymore. My mm-hmm. clients asked me to just, just give me more time. Just give me more time. I, that wasn't very rewarding. Yes, I got right. paid, but it wasn't emotionally rewarding. Uh, and oddly enough, it was my mother-in-law who says, hey, you ought to do what this attorney did for, uh, sure. for Nana and Papa. This is Nana and Papa's daughter, my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and about that same time, the federal laws had a big change. So there were lots of seminars out there. And so I attended one and as luck would have it, the, uh, the national conference for the national Academy of Auto law attorneys, it's national organization of lawyers like me happened to be in Cleveland, just up the road from me that same year. Wow. So, so I just, I had opportunities to, to learn uh, the new laws. I 
understand from the people who are still around that about a third of my would-be competitors left at that time because he said, no, I'm not doing this too hard. I'm out of here. Um, it is and hard. I never really do it any other, other way than the way it is now. So mm -hmm. th that's fine. Um, I just wanted to offer something that would help people that really impacted them in a way that was important. Mm -hmm. money money yeah money's important <clears throat> until your health is at stake and now money's not nearly so important no i want to help people the way i would want my grandmother treated yes and that really and became sadly sadly <clears throat> in many cases that's not the case you know you hear stories um but i also know that there's so many statistics out there right now um one just blew my mind uh of not too long ago talking to genworth financial and um they have did a study saying right now that there's there's you know where there before it was like 60 million uh people were a family caregiver quote unquote taking care of a senior loved one well now family caregivers are taking care of people that have contacted covid and you know they may be no longer um no longer uh what's the word Anyway, what's the word I want? <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm they, guessing the word you want is no longer able. Uh, yeah, or just they're still recovering, but the, you're not going to get the disease, right? And so right now, the new statistics are 100 million Americans today are caring for a loved one. Um, as far as I'm concerned, the unpaid family caregiver is the single hardest job in the world. Yes, it is. And they need support like an elder law attorney and like someone like you, because there's so many things that they get thrust with, like, for example, documentation, having to sign documents on behalf of their loved one, going to the bank and making sure that you're signing properly on documents, you have the proper documentation to protect your own self. Um, and there's a whole other side of the estate planning piece, but there's also a liability, could be a liability, Mm -hmm. um if you don't do it in the right way and so this is these are the things that i'm really excited about to talk and you mentioned something about national elder law national academy of elder law attorneys which is nayla yeah um tell us a little bit is that's like the governing association is it not um it's not so much governing as a trade association okay it's it's guidance the uh, right. each of us is governed by our own state attorney uh, our state supreme courts okay so my license comes from them. This isn't like FINRA for financial advisors. Got it. But NALA is guidance, uh, education, input, and just frankly, camaraderie. I can reach sure. out to elder law attorneys anywhere in the country and put a question up on a listserv or something like that and that. just say, hey, what's going on with such and so? Now, mm -hmm. elder law, the laws are different in each state. Unlike Medicare, Medicaid is very state specific. So I don't have to reach across state lines very often, but Nayla sure has helped me meet people in Ohio that I can turn yeah. to. Well, and I just called you not too long ago. Do you know anybody in Texas? So there you go. It happens. Right. We go for that. So, so obviously you're in Ohio. Somebody in North Carolina. Yeah. So you're in Ohio, obviously yes. for any of our listeners that are in Ohio, how do we reach you? You can reach me through my email, which is james at protectingseniors.com 
or there will be one on my uh, page on, in Answers for Elders, which is very Answers for Elders specific that allows me to track where traffic is coming perfect, from. Perfect, perfect. And then how do, uh, if you're outside of the state of Ohio, how do you get a hold of a good elder law attorney? Okay, my suggestion is go to Nayla, N-A-E-L-A dot O-R-G. There's a find a lawyer button there. Click on that. Put in the zip code. Zip code seems to work best. If you put in a city, you'll get two or three right in that city. Zip code will give you people around it. Got it. Uh, so put in the zip code. That'll give you a list of members. Now, the members may not do what you're looking for. So go look at their individual websites to see that they do what it is you want. Perfect. Perfect. Well, and we're going to have several segments coming up. So thank you, Jim. We're so excited you're part of our team and part of Answers for Elders. Thank you, Suzanne. Glad to be here. State of Ohio residents, you have a friend to help you navigate long-term care while protecting your assets. You can reach Jim at www.protectingseniors.com or just email him at J-K-O-E-W-L-E-R hyphen A-F-E. That's J-K-L-E-R A-F-E at protectingseniors.com.